0: Hey Disney Cruise fans, it's Wes. If you'd like to support the show, please consider booking your next Disney trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Though we specialize in Disney cruises, we book all Disney destinations. We'll help you with all the planning details and make sure you don't miss out on anything important. Of course, if it is a Disney cruise, we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences, it doesn't cost you anything to work with us, and you'll pay the same as if you booked directly through Disney, so you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send me an email at wes w e s at com. And now, on to the show. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to episode 123 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes and I hope you all enjoyed the the last episode with my, my conversation with Theron. If you if you missed it, be sure to go back and, and check it out. I absolutely love talking with former imagineers and I, I wish that I, I could do it more often. I if you if you could know how many people I reach out to to come on the show, it would probably shock you. But uh, unfortunately, uh, I don't get a lot of response. But I, uh, I I certainly try to get a lot of guests like that onto the show. So hopefully, more coming soon. But moving on to this week's show, there's obviously been a lot of new information released recently about the uh, the future of Disney Cruise Line, primarily coming from the announcements at at the uh, at the D23 Expo a couple weeks ago. As I'm sure you all know, I was fortunate to be able to attend in person this year, and I, I wanted to, to fill you all in on the announcements and, and my experience out there and, and my reactions to them. But first, I, I want to talk a little bit about the event itself. So before I get into the Disney Cruise stuff, I just want to talk about the event uh, in general, because this was my my first time attending an expo, and I, I really had no idea what to expect. Uh, it was a three-day event that ran from Friday to Sunday, and I had a three-day pass, which I got from my friend Derek. Over at uh, over at Rope Drop Radio, so thanks, Derek. Um, I arrived Friday afternoon, and I I walked literally straight to the Anaheim Convention Center after I dropped my stuff uh, at the hotel. So there's really two components to the expo. There are the events or showcases or panels, whatever you whatever you want to call them. I don't actually know what the uh official name of those are but that's that's what I always refer to them uh, throughout the weekend but um, but those are our scheduled events each day where all the big announcements come from and one of the cool things about these is seeing all the celebrities and kind of the the high-level Disney executives that are that, that show up to these there um, there's five different stages where these events take place and each one hosts uh, a few presentations each day what I didn't know heading into the expo Was that you had to register For these events in advance <laughs> So I was I was going into this whole thing um, Thinking they would be first come First served so I was just planning on Showing up early um, But what I found out is that It was basically a lottery system You selected the ones you wanted to go to And then you were randomly granted Reservations to, to certain events um, <laughs> And I also gathered that this was not the way that it used to be and there there were a lot of uh expo experts that were uh were angry about it and and didn't get into the events that they wanted. I was angry because the only reason I wanted to go to to the expo in the first place, the only reason I was out there was to go to the the parks experiences uh and products presentation that uh that took place on Sunday and Thankfully, there was a standby option, which which I'll I'll get uh I'll, I'll get into a little bit more in a minute. The other component to the expo, so I mentioned there's two components. Um, the other uh, component is the showroom, and you may have seen pictures of this, but it's this massive open convention hall with hundreds of exhibits and pavilions. Disney Cruise Line had one set up, but it was a little disappointing. I was hoping it'd be a little bit more. It was basically just a a marketing tool for the Disney Wish. Um, it just had, you know, images and videos of the Disney Wish and the the whole pavilion or, I guess, exhibit was kind of set up like you're inside the Disney Wish. So, um, you know, it didn't, there wasn't really anything new uh, in there to see. But, uh, a few exhibits over was the Wonderful World of Dreams pavilion, which was um, which was featured on the Disney Parks blog. I think like a week before the, the expo, but it it was really it was a really cool uh, pavilion. It, it had a, a model of the upcoming Tiana's Bayou Adventure attraction and, and some of the artwork concepts. It had a, a look at the Journey of Water pavilion coming to Epcot, along with this huge model of Taffiti. Um, which was really cool and then a, uh, a first look at the new statue of Walt that uh, that'll be placed in Epcot which is called Walt the Dreamer. So d- those exhibits alone were um, just worth the worth a walk through the p- uh, through the pavilion um, but inside there it also had a, a preview of the Disney wishes uncharted interactive experiences uh, which, I don't know if you remember, this was one of the things that they uh, originally marketed as a, as an experience that you can get on The Wish back when they were, you know, releasing information about The Wish. But, you know, it hasn't been available uh, uh, up until this point. But it is uh, making its official debut on board, I think now. I think it already has uh, been debuted on board. But anyway, I got to try it out and it essentially feels like a, a modernized version of you know the midship detective agency. Uh, we were able to to go on our adventure uh, in a group of four, and there were tasks to complete along the way using our cell phones. And the the one of the cool things is it it keeps score during certain uh, tasks, so you can you can definitely make it a uh, a competition either with your family and uh, or with your friends or whoever you're playing with. It 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 seemed like a, a pretty cool experience. I think. My kids would definitely like it. We only got to experience a small part of what it can do, but now that it's live, I'm 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 definitely curious to to hear about how popular experience, the experience actually becomes, or if you know people even realize that it's something that they can do while they're uh while they're while they're on board. I'm not uh, totally convinced that it's going to be a a huge hit, but um, but I guess we'll see. Marvel Studios and Star Wars each had an exhibit at the expo, both featured props and, and these mannequins with costumes that were, that are actually used in the movies, which were really cool. It, it might've been, you know, the most impre- impressive display, uh, that, you know, that, that I saw at the expo. And <laughs> I also literally brushed shoulders with, um, with Kevin Feige, who is the, uh, the president of, of Marvel Studios. Um, Brush shoulders with him outside of the Marvel Studios exhibit, which you know made sense that he, you know it would be there that I bumped into him. Unfortunately, I didn't realize it was him until after we walked by each other, and when I went back to to try to get a, a picture, his his security his security detail pretty much shut me down. Which uh, you know, there's a there's a funny story about that, but I'll save that for another time. Uh, there were some other cool exhibits around the, the showroom floor, um, my, but my my favorite one out of the whole event was called Step in Time, which was put on by the Walt Disney Archives. It was basically an exhibit of the timeline of the Walt Disney Company. It had a, a really cool display um, and lots of artifacts from the early years. And by far, the coolest thing was this piece of paper that had Walt Disney's handwritten notes for the Disneyland entrance tunnel plaque. So the original phrase that is typed onto the paper reads, where you leave today and visit the world of fantasy yesterday and tomorrow. But you can see Walt's edits and notes where he, he literally scratched out words and, and made made changes. Um, and you could see where he changed it to say, here, you leave today and enter the world of yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy, which of course is what the actual plaque reads now. And I just, I, I thought that was so cool to see sort of the making of that and, and see Walt's notes written out on a piece of paper. It was, it was cool. Um, they also had the first ever ticket to Disneyland that was purchased and, and the first ever employee badge. So lots of great Disney history, uh, I I. I just, I love that stuff. Uh, Another cool exhibit uh, was put on by the Walt Disney Hometown Museum in Marceline, Missouri. And theirs was set up uh, to look very much like the way Marceline Market on the Disney Wish is decorated. So I thought that was pretty interesting. But the best part was having the chance to talk to, uh, to talk with the executive director of the museum. Her name is Kay, Kay Mallins, Mallins. Um, but her family was personal friends with Walt Disney. Um, in fact, Walt used to stay at her house when he was visiting uh, Marceline after he had moved away. Um, she she was only eight years old at the time, um, but had a lot of really cool memories about Walt. She even got to go to Disneyland with Walt when she was a kid, and. You know, I, I could have talked to her for hours, but I was really grateful for the the few minutes that I got, you know, got with her and for the stories that she shared with me. Definitely a, a, a memorable experience from um, from that weekend. Alright, so let's get to the main event and the part that I had literally been waiting months for. I, I knew that if they were going to announce anything related to Disney Cruise Line, it would be at the Parks Experience and Products presentation at 10.30 on Sunday morning. I went all the way out there just for this event, so if I missed it, I was going to be hugely disappointed or like... (laughs) <laughs> Epically disappointed. Whatever the whatever the strongest possible language is for for how terrible I would have felt. Um, there was a Marvel and Lucasfilm event at the same time on Saturday morning, so I had been trying to get a sense of what time people started to to line up for standby admission into that event. Uh, I knew for sure that they they weren't letting people onto the actual property until 4am, but I had heard that people were lining up as early as 1am. My original plan was to get in line at 2am, but as I talked to more people, I quickly realized that might not be early enough. So (laughs) I got in line at 10.30pm on Saturday night for an event that started at 1030am <laughs> on Sunday morning. uh, Pretty insane, right? The craziest part is that I was like number 40 in line. So people got in line even earlier than I did. But what I came to find out was that most of the people that were in that line were there to get the exclusive limited edition pins uh, being sold on that day. And while I stood in line, I learned all about the world of pin collecting. Um, And let me tell you, I had no idea how crazy it was and how how much there is to know about pin collecting. It absolutely blew my mind. But anyway, it was a a really long night, as you can imagine. But long story short, I ended up at the front of the standby line um, and felt like I had a pretty good chance of getting in. So After waiting another five or so hours inside, they finally started to let everyone into the hall, Uh, and right after all the people with reservations went in, (laughs) we could hear music playing, Um, so you actually, you go up these escalators into the big hall, so you could hear the music playing from upstairs, Um, and we... Quickly realized that the event was already starting So before they had even seated everyone uh, So we all rushed to pull up the the live stream on our phones And we could see that Jordan Fisher opened the event You know, singing Happily Ever After And I I was really upset that I missed this I was, you know, we were there, we were going in But he by the time we had got up to the top of the steps He had already performed and, and, and left stage Which I'm um, really disappointed that I missed But, you know, that, that was... Not what I was there for, so I you know, I brushed it off. Side note: Happily ever after, returning to Walt Disney World was probably my favorite announcement outside of the Disney Cruise stuff. I'm so happy that's coming back. I was really mad when we learned that it would be going away, and uh, it's such a great show that I'm 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 so glad that it's coming back. So I did finally make it into the event and had a had a pretty good seat in the center section near the back. Um, Josh Damaro, who's the you know the president of Disney Parks and Experiences, I think that's his title. I, I don't know if I got that officially right, but that that's that's who he is. Um, but he had just come on stage and was teasing all the big announcements that he was about to reveal. Um, and I have to tell you, the energy that you could feel in the room was the whole reason why I wanted to be there in person. It was, it was awesome. There it was there was just a buzz about, um, you know, what what we were about to learn. So much excitement, so much anticipation, um, and I was just so excited that I was like, able to make it inside. It it had been a really long uh, twenty four hours, so it was it was great to be seated and to you know to be ready to to hear what they're about to announce. So. I'm not gonna go through everything that was revealed for Disneyland, Disney World, and and the other parks around the world. I would I would encourage you to, to go try and find the a replay of the live stream, which actually wasn't easy. I um I I tried to find one myself uh, and and wasn't successful. I'm sure it's out there, but uh maybe I just didn't look hard enough. But <laughs> the live stream is a a benefit that we didn't have at the last expo in 2019. They didn't live stream it, so. Most of you all probably got to see the same thing that I got to see, um, but there was a lot of cool stuff that that was talked about with you know all the parks around the world, mostly conceptual. Um, but there were there were some good uh, reveals for for the theme parks. So after Josh was done talking about Disneyland, it was the moment that I had been waiting for. Let's talk
1: about our award-winning Disney Cruise Line. Our, mes- our, our majestic new ship, the Disney Wish to her maiden voyage in July. Oh, it's beautiful and is already a huge hit with our guests. And now we're gonna build on that momentum, turning our attention to the next entry into our fleet.
0: Naturally, Josh immediately transitioned into talking about the next ship in the fleet.
1: For our sixth ship, we're dreaming up brand new design concept that feels unlike anything Disney Cruise Line has ever done before. The the theme of the ship is adventure. Celebrating, you knew it. (laughs) Celebrating Walt's lifelong love for exploration, this is gonna be an epic journey into Disney stories. And today, you're the first to see what the inside of this amazing new ship will look like, here we go. draws on real-world influences from Asia and from Africa, as well as the far-off land, of Agrabah. As you see there, for the first time aboard one of our ships, the signature Grand Hall statue will feature three of our favorite characters, Jasmine, Aladdin, and their lovable magic carpet soaring together towards a whole new world of adventure.
0: So as you can probably tell, I'm using my own audio that I recorded at the event, so it's not the best, but hopefully you can hear it clearly. What you couldn't see, uh, what you couldn't see there were were videos of the artist renderings of the new lobby atrium. It, it looks a, a whole lot different from the grand hall on the Disney Wish, whose theme is enchantment. This new look has lots of greens and blues and gold, and of course features a you know a statue of Aladdin and Jasmine riding on the magic carpet. This the, the statue reveal was a bit of a surprise Because Cinderella, I don't know if you remember Was not real uh, revealed as the, the Grand Hall statue on the Disney Wish Until much later after um, The D23 Expo And I'll share the, the artist renderings On my social media accounts But I'm, I'm sure most of you have seen them all by now um, After that It was the part that I Personally was most excited for
1: Away here There's a little detail Do you all want to know the name of the ship? Let's take a look. Um.
0: You can hear my reaction there at the end. I was I was pretty excited about it, but the name actually caught me completely by surprise. I hadn't seen anybody guess the Disney treasure. Josh mentioned that the theme of the new ship is adventure, which I really love. I had been hearing rumors that this would be the theme, so I, I thought naturally the Disney adventure was going to be the name that was uh, was revealed. I haven't completely decided how I feel about it, but I, I think I like the name. My only kind of reservation is that it doesn't quite fit with the others. It's it's the first name that can be something tangible. So obviously the others are more like ideas or feelings, something you can't touch, which makes me think, you know, something like adventure would have been a little bit more fitting. But I think I think the tre- uh, you know the Disney Treasure will grow on me. I I I think I like it. But the best part about the video leading up to the name reveal was the characters that they featured in the video. So for The Wish, it was Tinkerbell, Um, she flew above the ship and kind of tapped her wand and revealed the name. For this video, Peter Pan flew over the ship, Um, but... As part of this video, they showed three characters in the porthole windows of the new ship before the reveal. So it was Miguel from um, from the movie Coco, you had the hitchhiking ghosts, and you had Moana. And obviously, I have no idea if this is anything meaningful, but I'm hoping that it means Moana is a big part of the theming somewhere on board. Her movie seems to fit right in with the adventure theme and the the color scheme in the lobby would would blend perfectly and how cool would it be to have a main dining uh, show featuring Moana and Maui I just I think that would be perfect or maybe even a new show in the Walt Disney Theater so I'm really hoping for something like that a a dinner in Moltenui would be just just fine with me for sure But Josh wasn't done with Disney Cruise announcements at that point.
1: Our growing fleet also allows us to go places that we've never been before. Because for our next adventure, I'm pleased to announce today that we will take the Disney Wonder to Australia and New Zealand. We will offer our first sailings in this part of the world beginning in late October of next year. The ship here is the destination on these voyages, inviting guests from this region into stories from Disney Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. And we're so glad to bring something new to those that may never have experienced this type of Disney magic before. Now, obviously then, I'm also excited to share that the Disney Wonders Repositioning Cruises will be our first South Pacific Voyages, giving you the chance to experience destinations like Fiji and Samoa, pretty cool.
0: I have unofficially known that the wonder would be sailing to Australia since before the Fall 2023 itineraries were announced but I hadn't been able to figure out why it hadn't been officially announced. My guess was always that there were some legal hurdles that they were still trying to clear but it's possible they were just saving it for, you know, for their, for D23 and for this particular uh, announcement the only cruise that were originally announced uh were 10 11 and 15 night cruises in length but just this this past week a bunch of two three four five and six night disney magic at sea cruises were released for um for late 2023 and early 2024 so those cruises aren't necessarily sailing anywhere they're kind of like those um those uh, Disney UK Magic at Sea sailings where they just kind of go out, sail around, and and the destination is the ship. Um, so those were recent, recently announced. But uh, bookings for those uh, those longer 10, 11, and 15-night Australian, New Zealand, and South Pacific cruises uh, open on Monday, October 3rd for uh, Platinum Castaway Club members, and then um, you know the, ne- the, the subsequent days for uh, other Castaway Club levels after that. And finally, to wrap up the Disney Cruise Line portion of the event, Josh gave us an update on Lighthouse Point with a video that he filmed on location.
1: And there's more. And there is more. Our Disney Cruise Line has started work on our new island destination in the Bahamas. I told you I had a cool job. I had a chance to visit recently, and I wanted you all to be the first to see it. Welcome to Lighthouse Point on the beautiful island of Eleuthera. We're still in the early stages, but I can tell this is going to be a spectacular location for our Disney Cruise Line guests. We have a long way to go, but just imagine the possibilities. That, it's going to keep going. That was the first time that I was on the island, and I can tell you now from a personal a point of view that Lighthouse Point is going to be absolutely stunning. It's inspired by the stories of the Bahamas and we are committed to preserving and protecting the natural environment throughout this project. Get this everybody, 90% of the power used at Lighthouse Point will come from solar energy. 90% of the power. And what we're local advisors and artists to create a destination that represents the natural beauty and the rich culture of the Bahamas. We want this to be an authentic experience filled with all kinds of Disney magic. Here is a brand new concept rendering that I'm sharing with you all for the first time today. This is a, it's a great overview of what your day on Lighthouse Point will feel like. In addition, obviously, obviously, to that gorgeous beach that you just saw a moment ago, you'll have a recreation center, you're gonna have food and merchandise locations, a youth activity area, and so much more. Uh, Here's another uh, rendering showing a closer look at one of the island's pavilions. Uh, Here, guests will be able to immerse themselves much more deeply into the Bahamian culture. Uh, We're excited to create a place where you can learn about the stories and traditions that are passed down by generations of Eleutheran residents. And we know how much our guests love Castaway Key, so we can't wait for you also to put your toes in the sand on this new island destination. So more to come there.
0: You heard him mention there some new artist renderings, which I will post to my social media pages for you to see. I was really hoping that they would have given us a little more information about their plans for the new destination, but since they're really just starting to work on it, I, I think they're, uh, there's still a long ways to go, which he said that in the video, so I'd hopefully... It moves fast, and and now that construction has begun, and we'll start to start to learn uh, more informa- information as they as they continue to develop it. So that wraps up the Disney Cruise Line updates from D twenty three. I had a lot of fun at the expo. Definitely learned a lot about things I would do differently in the future. But I was really happy that I got to be there in person for these announcements. They pretty much announced everything that I was expecting them to announce except for one one thing there's there's one other thing that I I I know is coming to the fleet very soon but since it hasn't been mentioned publicly anywhere I'll hold off on on discussing it here but but it's it's nothing major so I I probably shouldn't have teased it that uh teased it that way but uh it's I, I I'm guessing we'll see something soon on that Anyway, now that we know about the Disney treasure, I'm very much looking forward to the rollouts of information about it. Uh, similar, you know, just like they did with, with the Wish. If uh, if the treasure is really expected for late 2023, then I, w- I would think that information would start to uh, start to trickle out pretty soon. And and I definitely definitely can't wait for it. So thanks for tuning in to this week's show, and I hope you all have a great week. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL Dude Podcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening.